one of the biggest uh, hindrances that people often face is, especially with creatives, is being able to start but not realizing that your ideas are like a baby, right? Mm -hmm. Much like food in the kitchen is something that has to be prepared. Your ideas are like a baby. You know, a book is your book, baby. Your poetry is your work of heart, right? And your business is your brand, baby. These things have to be nurtured. You can think it, but then you have to carry it. You have to harness it, develop it. You have to um, invest some time and energy into it. And then you have to actually birth it or bring it to fruition. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Hey, hey, hey. I am Christoph Jenkins of the Poet Life and the Poet Life Podcast, and I am excited on today. First of all, I'm excited because I'm recording during the day. I usually record in the evening and, uh, you know, it's still light outside right now. So that's a good that's a good thing. So but I'm mainly excited because I'm speaking with a good friend that I uh, uh, been connecting with. And her name is Natrice Spicer. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And you seem like you're in great spirits. Indeed, I am. I am. You know, like I said, I'm usually somewhat tired in the evening, you know, putting the kids to bed and everything. And uh, uh, but, you know, it is only noon right now. So I feel good. I feel great. And I'm glad to be here with you. I'm excited to be here as well. I'm happy for your early day um, and I'm looking forward to some great conversation. Um, poetry is life. And so this should be good. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, so before we click record, I asked you, I asked you if, you know, because we were determining our direction, you know, of our conversation, right? And we obviously we're just going to uh, allow our uh, direction to lead where it goes. Um, but I asked you if you could teach a master class just based off of your experiences in poetry, in the poetry industry, the poetry community. What would that master class be? And what was your response? It will be using words to create mindset shifts for yourself and then for the people around you um, for the betterment of everybody. I think it's the reason why I still poet. <laughs> mm. So that would definitely be it. Yeah. 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 Mind shift, you know, uh, mindset changing is so key to life. You know, it is it is so important for constant growth and uh, making sure that that, you know, there's progression always, you know, like you, you can't do that with the same mindset. No, you cannot. In fact, um, one of the big one of the biggest hindrances in particular, and I can I can only keep it personal right to my experiences. But one of the biggest hindrances for like the urban community um, black communities, indigenous communities, people of color is not necessarily tapping into our own power to impact our circumstances. And all of that starts in the mind, like all of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that and uh, like you said, the mind. And so, um, and, 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 you know, not just being inspired and motivated, but like the knowledge, like 
going to get the knowledge, being intentional about being knowledgeable because uh, being ignorant, not the not the negative connotation of the word ignorant, but just not being knowledgeable is not an excuse. No, it's not, especially in this day and age. Um, and, and I even think a big a big part of the problem is the way that we use words, you know, like you mentioned being inspired, being motivated. And actually, I know you can probably attest to this as poets. That's one of those are two of the synonyms that often come up, right? You're such an inspirer. You're such a motivator. And that's why I grabbed onto the first word inspire, because I figured being motivated, motivating people creates this energy. It creates this excitement, but it doesn't trigger action. When you inspire somebody, you're charging them, not just with the feeling, but also with the information exchange, right? Like I'm talking to you, I'm giving you something. I'm not just here to, you know, get your batteries going. And I think when we can own that and we can own the power of those words, it, it changes the conversation completely. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Because you said the key word, inspiring action, right? Like, you know, we've been to, you know, uh, public speeches and, and you know, uh, conferences where you leave there super motivated. But if you weren't inspired to take action, right, and you, you do not implement the knowledge that you've obtained, then it's all for what? Just for a moment, just for, to me, and this is not a knock to anyone who specifically speaks only to create that energy, but to me, it is more for entertainment than it is education. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm here for a party. Like, I love a good kiki, mm -hmm. but I need to learn. I need to be fulfilled. So like edutainment, right? Mm -hmm. That that mixture of entertaining me and educating me. The best speakers I've ever encountered weren't just because they were eloquent, weren't just because they knew how to code switch or speak in one uh, particular frame of mind, but it was because they gave me something. Mm -hmm. They gave me something, not just words that made me feel away, but mm -hmm. I walked away with some advice, some information, something I could do something with. Yeah. Right? So yeah. 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 In the end, the in the end, though, the the onus is on the the uh, the end user, the the person receiving the knowledge, uh, because you can get that edutainment, you can get that that information, but again, if you if you don't take that information and that knowledge and put it to work, at the very least, write it down, uh, you know, and get it out of your head, uh, then then you're one, you're wasting time. And that's the that's a big thing that that you don't have a lot of and you can't get back. Yep. That time. time that time, if, if if we really focused and really appreciated time, we 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 really could make a lot more progress in our lives because like right now, it is September, right? The beginning of September, and which means you have four months left before the new year. You know how we're excited and uh driven at new year's like what if we were like that every beginning of the week beginning of the month right and didn't wait for new year's to 
like get up and go and write our vision down vision boards and we do all of that and then by march it's just <laughs> it's mundane yeah, yeah. Because, because there's no substance behind it i mean you're absolutely right though what if every day instead of instead of waiting 12 months for one moment to have a new year every day you had a new you right because every day you do actually wake up with the new you right and so i like little new yous little opportunities to get up every day and look at how i've grown where my progress is what is my next big win what what did i overcome right because sometimes there's there's not a win that's close by but there's things that you continue to tackle and you continue to overcome mm -hmm. when we walk with that kind of exuberance you're exactly right it's not that life gets easier but it just changes the way you focus your attention and your conversation and that yeah. really does dictate how your mind works. It really does dictate your decisions and, and what you believe is possible, right? Yeah. Which overall impacts your circumstances. We know a lot of poets are out here struggling who could be paid, big paid. And should be. And should be. And that's not an industry issue. That's not a culture issue. That's, that's a mindset issue of the professionals in the field. I'm sorry. I hope somebody's feet got hurt because it's gonna make your toes move in the right direction. Oh, we can't, it's church, fine, it's, it's church. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna preach it to you. I like change it. your mind and it's gonna change your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we, you know? we, we hear often, you know, they don't respect poetry like they do the other art forms and they don't give us our just due and they, 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 and they, <laughs> and, uh, but we never, uh, I won't say, I don't like saying never, but um, we don't tend to say I, like, like, first of all, do you have your business in order? Right. Right. Like you, you, you can't even be considered for these big opportunities if you don't have your business in order. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and right, so you're not even in the running. Your, your talent might, your talent might be in the running. Yes. But, but your talent can't even be considered if you don't have your business in order. Yeah, the business is gonna be as bossy as the owner every single day. So however, however people want to sit with that, however it helps you sleep at night, whatever reasoning we can provide to take away that accountability, it doesn't change assets, it doesn't change income. And we know that those two things are really big telltale signs of quality of life. So you don't have assets, you don't have income, or they aren't what you want them to be, then yeah. you need to be looking at the owner, the owner of the business, the business of your words, your intellectual property. And... For a lot of us, it is a struggle point to understand that while we may know our craft, we don't know how to manage our craft from a business perspective. Yeah. It, it hurts to admit. Um, but again, that's why these kinds of conversations are so critical is because mm -hmm. that's where mindsets get changed. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about it. Well, let's, let's take a step back a little bit. Right. Where, where did poetry, where, when did poetry come in for you? <laughs> poetry so so out out of the womb with the veil on my face poetry was there as the first breath of life that ever like came over me 
My mom read poems and books when she was pregnant with me. Um, the, the very first kind of formation of putting together like English and, and speaking and writing as a, as a little girl was writing poems. I started writing poems and then it was short stories. And that actually helped me to get better in English class, right? Mm. Um, and so poetry has been there forever. This is probably my next best of can, best friend after my mama. <laughs> nice. it's, it's what saved me yeah poetry literally saved my life like when i tell people poetry got me here i don't think it resonates as deeply as i'm as i need it to mm. Mm. okay give me an example um i mean straight out the gate the first thing that comes to mind is like going through you know situations of domestic violence wanting to commit suicide having a lot of different tumultuous things in my life and not really understanding how at the time to get a mindset shift that would get me off of a cycle of dysfunctional behavior, but knowing somehow that those words were saving me, having an understanding that just having that dialogue inside myself mm. was helping me and someone else. And then of course, rap, right? I'm an urban around the way girl. I grew up in the era of LL Cool J, Tupac, you know, real rap <laughs> and message music right and so yeah. you know the era of the commons and, and people who had a lot to say and so for me that also is a form of poetry that was very telling and healing um and sometimes even if it wasn't healing it was girdling it helped me be strong have thick skin survive you know it's time to create an unforgettable experience at your next event with the poet life by booking a keynote poet. Poets excite your audience with motivating messages, charismatic delivery, colorful rhythm, powerful prose, and heart-filled stories with a style of spoken word that's tailored specifically to your event. The Poet Life has keynote poets in your city of all ages and backgrounds. Visit thepoetlife.com to learn more and book your poet today. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's good, that's good, okay, all right. So, so with that, how did you figure out your, the, the business side of poetry? Because for the longest, we've only spoken about and known about the poetry community, right? Like we've only known that there was chat books and open mics and uh, writing and performances. Like that was the extent of poetry. And, and for the lay person, people outside of poetry, all they know is what they learned in high school and how they studied dead poets in their poems. You know what I'm saying? So so how how did you change your mindset? to think and know that you need to start a business and get your business in order in order to do major things in poetry. I mean, it's just like going in the pantry and you find flour and sugar, right? Um, if, if you've ever been in the kitchen with anybody and you've seen them make fried chicken, well, you understand that you use flour to create the fried chicken. But unless you've been in the kitchen long enough, you don't really understand how those two things really move to create a multitude of meals. And so for me, it was just two things, really being in the kitchen for a while, AKA life, life kept lifing. 
-hmm. and poetry kept happening, but also being alive in other situations where I could learn business, where I could learn finances, where I could have exposure to public speaking. I could have exposure to the art of creating books and publishing houses and, and what these different aspects of entrepreneurship look like. Mm-hmm. What happened is that combination of being around, you sit around long enough and you you acquire enough and all of a sudden you start to put the dots together to say, huh, maybe these two things could go together. And so for me, a lot of it has just been life and exposure. But on the flip side, it's also been um, paying attention, being intuitive, not being so haughty that I can't pay attention to what other people are doing. So it allows me to see a lot of other entertainers and poets successes, but also to see where we leave a lot of money on the table. Mm. So I've watched a lot of poets, right? I'm talking from Nikki Giovanni's on down. Like I, you know, you look at as far back as Langston Hughes and like, wow, the things we're capable of and the magnitude of how our work impacts culture, society, mm-hmm. history, and mm-hmm. entertainment overall. And I just caught on and I said, you know, I understand all these things, so I'm not going to dismiss their value. I'm just going to assume that it's me. There's something I'm missing. And until I catch that thing, I'm just going to keep up picking up these pieces. And eventually I caught on that it was me. It was a mindset shift that I needed. I needed to understand my value, know the gravity of my need to learn and to develop myself from where I was not in comparison to where other people are Mm. and to understand the importance of creating a legacy and using my time. Once I start to have those mindset shifts, then all of the other critical, um, I like to call them the critical catalyst mindset shifts that you have to have started to come into play. And from there, I began to grow consistently. Right. Mm. So this is, this is, this is the problem. We want things to be simple, Mm. linear and quick. And mm-hmm. life ain't like that. And business is like that. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had to um, take a step back uh, from going live on IG so much um, because I started to feel like, okay, I'm doing a lot of talking, but I, I can't necessarily say I feel like people are, are actually implementing the information that I'm sharing, you know, and because um, I'll, I'll ask specific questions in the live, like they, they'll be in there, you know, and ask specific questions, for instance, because uh, I think I gave, I challenged everybody in the chat uh, one week to create a reach out email, right? So they can create more opportunities for themselves. The, the following week, you know, cause I, and, and I have a, I have a, a following where the same people will be on the live. So I know the names and faces, right. Um, and so I saw those same names and, uh, I was like, all right, Hey, you know, you know, that challenge from last week, you know, who created their reach out email, you know, it's almost like we were in class and nobody was raising their hand. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I'm like, all right, now, you know, you all are telling me that you are uh, interested in learning how 
to create more opportunities for yourself. That's, this is what you're, I'm not saying this to you. You're saying this to me, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm doing my part, but I can't do this for you, you know, right? And I, I, uh, I'm not going to go create a reach out email and then go say, go to my website and download it and use that. No, because you have to do the work. Yep. And I'm giving bite-sized pieces of work so it doesn't feel so overwhelming, right? And <laughs> and <laughs> so so you know, sometimes you gotta know when to kind of take a step back a little bit and uh um and and then continue to live by example and you yes. do and allow them to see through your documentation yep. um you know what's being taken what's what's what's, what's being taken place and so so if they do it great if they don't <clears throat> i still get a check i had to that was my biggest growing point this is my first full-time year operating as a full-time entrepreneur so i've been building for about five and a half years but this is i'm only one year in full-time business and anyone who Me knows knows right it's not real until you can do that full-time situation but i say that to say i had to really learn to let people go like i feel you so much on that because we want people to do this work but it's some of the hardest people to get to do this work are the ones who say they want to be leaders and spotlight holders. You want to be in the spotlight. You want to lead, but you don't want to do the fundamental work. Yeah. You know, and so I commend you. Yeah. I had to say I'm going to help all creative entrepreneurs. Helping poets only almost made me run for the hills. <laughs> like, I don't know how you deal with only us. I Man, I hope I step on somebody's toes so I can get them they, to move their feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It is um it, it is hard. One because again for decades or even shoot since the beginning of time it's just been the community. It's just been the poetry community and now that, you know, we're speaking about the industry of it all um people have to be educated first before they can feel and know that they need to invest that and that's the hard part for me um because before i can offer i have to educate right yep. i have, have to educate on why what I'm offering is important for and to you. Yeah. You know, so, um, but you know, that's, that's what I signed up for, you know, and, um, and, and prayerfully they, they see the Instagram lives as the free information, right. And the poet life podcast as the free information, um, and, uh, the only issue about free information, people pay attention to what they pay for. I'm learning. That's my next lesson this year. I didn't caught on and yeah, so 
support the poet life support patreon <laughs> and when you see the inspired life patreon support it too because i get it now you're but so you know the, the the flip side to that the flip side to that is it's also the reason why poets need to ch charge what they're worth yes you convolute the game as we say on the block or as they say <laughs> I joke, but it's true. You you convolute the industry. You know, when when you dilute the quality of your product, it literally affects everyone else. And we have so many poets that are so dope that literally lowball their worth and it it does set a standard. Um and so we again, that's a mindset shift. We have to continue like you said. I love how you said that like we just got to show up and do the work. If we get it, we need to continue to give it out and, and preach it and teach it yeah. until other people know. So, yeah. We at The Poet Life are excited to invite you to be a part of something that we've all been longing for. For far too long, each and every one of us have been searching for a way to get connected with like-minded people, specifically poets who have the desire to make poetry their career. We've all heard more than once from more than one person that there is no money in poetry. This couldn't be further from the truth. Your poetry is invaluable. Allow us to show you how successful you can be with your poetry. Learn how you can go from being an individual poet to launching a business that offers poetry as a service. Join us as we build the poetry industry together. The Poetry Business Network that is made of poets from all over the world who are looking to start their career in the poetry industry or simply do more with their poetry. We will meet twice a week on a Zoom call every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will have the opportunity to meet and network with poets from all walks of life. You will also have the privilege of meeting and learning from the best professional poets in the world. Many of them have been guests on the Poet Life Podcast. We have also incorporated a book club where we read personal development books to help us change our mindset. In order for us to realize our greatness as professional poets, we must renew our minds. So, for just $1, you can check out the Poetry Business Network to see if you like it. We are confident that you will. If you choose to become a member after the first week, membership will be $79 a month. But if for whatever reason you don't, you can cancel at any time. There is no obligation. So, make the investment of just $1 and change the way you see and pursue poetry. We hope you become a part of the Poetry Business Network. Together, we can build the poetry industry. Yeah. You know, and when you and when you make that mindset change, um along comes with that is the need and the the importance of or the significance of saying no to some opportunities. Yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And, but when you charge what you're worth, you have enough to where you don't have to be pressed yes. to say yes to everything. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, if if I if I uh, instead uh, instead of accept fifty dollars, you know, and just and just be happy, and 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 instead of that, I charge two hundred. 
that is three less performances that I would have to perform for two hundred dollars. That's right. Peace of mind is priceless. And it's not always about money. You can do more with less a lot of times. You can do more with less. Look at monks. Look at homeless people. You ever seen somebody going somewhere with $5 and five people? Yeah. You, you don't know more until you've had less because there's something intuitively about this frame that we live in, this thing called a body mm -hmm. that blocks you from your innate greatness. Mm -hmm. Because literally in your mind is the capacity to be limitless. And so a big part of where we end up, we think it's tied to money, but it's not. It's mm -hmm. tied to our association of worth and value. We will know our worth, but we will not understand how to place a value on that. And mm -hmm. that's where we get tripped up. You know, you, you gotta be okay with learning you enough to let some things fall out let some embarrassments happen, let some mistakes occur. So you can get confident in who you are because when you know who you are and you understand what you're working with, like you said, you're not pressed, you're not pressured. I've had one of the, the roughest financial years ever. Hmm. Becoming a first year entrepreneur full-time, cutting my check, writing a check for me every two weeks has been very different, but it's been my best year ever. And I've sat around some millionaires who were like, Trace, you fed me today, I needed this. Mm. because money it's not all it's not all about money and there are some some i hate to say it i'm gonna get on some toes there's some broke poets would say well it's not all about money yeah but that's not the reason you broke the reason you broke ain't because you don't care about the money it's because you in your own way of living well mm. it's a mindset shift and and what the song say i'll always come back to you destiny mm -hmm. and fate are both saying the same thing i'll always come back to you this that's is about a <laughs> that's a that's a defense mechanism of of saving face. Mm -hmm. That that's 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 the statement of saving face. You know, it's not about you know because no, it's not all about money, not at all. Um, however, if you if you want to do this full time, or if you just want to do this, period in order to sustain yourself you have to get paid that's right so so um those who who've had to say that um forget that they've had to say that yeah and they're used to saying it so much that they can't get past it yeah, well, you know the poetry. You know the poet's Bible, don't you? No. You, uh, it's like one of the commandments. Like you got to struggle to be lit. You got to struggle to be dope. You got like pain is a part of the poet, the poet's life. Yeah, that lie, that lie that neither you or I are living. That's the first person you should heal through your poetry. Yeah, it's you. I, and if I address struggle. You can't be healed. You can't be healed with struggling pockets. I address my my followers as wealthy poets, you know, because the first uh, aspect of being a wealthy poet is being wealthy in knowledge. Because if if you gain a wealth of knowledge and implement 
the information and the knowledge that you've attained, the money's going to come. The money's going to chase you down. It sure will. It will flow. Yes. You know, you, you, you can't get the money without the knowledge, you know? So, so, but then you, then you, um, have those who, uh, hoard information, the information. Uh, hoarders. Um, um, I have literally had to turn off YouTube gurus. I had to turn them off, you know, because I'm, you know, I, I try to stay in the mindset of an entrepreneur and try to stay in the mindset of being driven and, um, you know, gaining knowledge. But I had to turn it off because, all right, okay, I got all of this information and I need to now implement, yes. you know, because creatives, we get ideas all the time and we try to pursue all of them at one time. Right. You know, um, and as these, you know, YouTube um, folks uh, are sharing their journey and sharing new ideas. And I'm like, OK, all right, all right, all right let me turn this off because because I'll try to do it all. You know, so let me focus and let me execute and then I'll get back to you know learning more you know um um so so and that and again that goes back to why i had to kind of step back from the ig lives um because i wanted to make sure that i wasn't doing that to others where they were just you know soaking up knowledge and not implementing you know so um yeah and i shared that and i shared that and i was like gotta step back a little bit I want to make sure, you know, the, the information I'm putting out, the folks that are folks that are listening, that are, they, that they are actually implementing that information. And so um, do me a favor. Tell me about Inspired Life. Well, that's a perfect follow up question, um, because that's exactly one of the things that we focus on is helping people to get out of the way of their success and growth by being a catalyst for mindset shifts that cause you to behave differently, think differently, and then create habits where you change your life, right? You think Mm -hmm. different, you behave different, you do different, so you get different. Um, And one of the biggest uh, hindrances that people often face is, especially with creatives, is being able to start but not realizing that your ideas are like a baby, right? Mm -hmm. Much like food in the kitchen is something that has to be prepared. Your ideas are like a baby. You know, a book is your book, baby. Your poetry is your work of heart, right? And your business is your brand, baby. These things have to be nurtured. You can think it, but then you have to carry it. You have to harness it, develop it. You have to um, invest some time and energy into it. And then you have to actually birth it or bring it to fruition. Mm. And so what we do is get people out of these learned behaviors that you have to have this roller coaster mindset of hurrying up to digest information, to regurgitate it and produce results so that you can check off a list Mm. only to say you did something because that just keeps you on a roller coaster. But if you internalize ideologies, understand yourself enough to know what is helping you to grow or holding you back at every level, you'll not be on a roller coaster You'll be on a roadmap to the journey of being who you wanted and having the life you want, right? Mm. But it takes work. Poet Life University welcomes you to the world of creation, thoughts, 
expertise and professionalism by offering technical knowledge, practical support, creative encouragement, and whatever it takes for you to create the poetry career that you've always desired, but never knew was possible. And the best part is we have professional poets from around the world as professors to teach you everything they've learned throughout their poetry careers. We are currently offering several eight-week live courses that will help you gain a deep understanding of poetry, become confident in your work as a poet and writer, learn how to start your own business with the help of an expert, enjoy the freedom that comes from being able to pursue what you love on your terms, are you ready to take your poetry to the next level? Learn with others by doing for the future from the comfort of your home. Get in touch with us at www.poetlifeuniversity.com and enroll today. Oh, it takes work. Yeah. You know, like, work. And, and <laughs> that is the other side um, um, of this whole thing. And I think that's what scares people off. It is. It, it is. It, really it pisses me off that it scares people because I want us to be engaged about it. I want us to feel great about self-discovery and, and growth and wellness as tools to success. But I know that, I mean, we're taught to check off boxes, bring a representative and get results. We're not taught to intuitively know ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Building a thing is is not for the faint of heart no you know you you i've i've had to uh embrace this box that i'm in when i say box i mean this office for those who are listening um and let it be my sanctuary you know uh uh and and speak life to this office here because this is where i do my work you know, and and um, but if you don't speak life to the box that you're in uh, and appreciate it, because some people don't have an office. You know what I mean? Don't have uh, space to even call their own to do the work, but they right. still get it done. That's right. You know, so I appreciate this yeah. solitude and this peace of mind um so i can get the work done but for some people like i gotta get out i gotta i need to stay and i, and I get it understand but when when the cost of not staying in and focusing on the goals that you need to set first but also achieve um that that price is high that price is high because if you're not in this one you're gonna be in somebody else's office hello being, being told to do what you don't want to do yeah there's two sides of the line there's what you want and then there's what you can get and every day you're doing actionable things that are leading you to one side of the line even if you did nothing every day for 365 days that is 365 days of actionable things. You did nothing every day and that led you to where you got, right? Mm -hmm. And you're only gonna end up on one side or the other. You're either gonna be doing what you want or what you were able to do, what was what was provided or what was allowed or allotted. Mm -hmm. um, and that type of ownership is required 
even though it seems extreme. And I think that difference of feeling like it's extreme and being able to live that out and, and showing up for yourself is the difference of why there are some poets who have national and international exposure or even some poets who simply can pay their bills. They write themselves a check from poetry or from their business that circulates around poetry. And then there's those poets who can't do that. Yeah, yeah. I know poets that are amazing um, at what they do talent-wise. And like you said earlier, amazing at what they do talent-wise, gifted, um, but still accept 50, 75. Now, what needs to be understood is, again, there's a difference between the industry and the community. That's right. Right? There's a, there's a difference. And because we have not spoken, spoken about the industry and we've only been focused on the community, we've been digging, trying to find the money in the community. And there's no money in a community. We, we should not be looking for the money in the community. We should be going to the industry. That's and what I'm saying. The community. That's the, what I'm the saying. The proper way to go about this is, is to get the money from where there's an abundance. That's and I think I'm you have a perfect platform that allows people an opportunity to have a catalyst, a direct connection to the industry and mm -hmm. to have the education, the support um, and the placement, right? Mm -hmm. And so even in looking at the poet life, like I, I see this huge bridge that's being built that connects poets in the route that we should be going. And then we find our way home. You don't go home and and ask the starving community to now uplift you into success you go out into the world of successful people and you tell them that you're prepared to stand with them you get their attention and you give them value in exchange they will give you compensation you then take that compensation back to the community and you create what it is you wanted to see mm. right this is mindset you got it. You got it. You got it. You you don't tax the community. I mean, please, because they now don't have you know, it. But now, now that you know that there's an industry where there is budgets and money, right? Um, now that you know that you, you you didn't know that before, and, and that's why you were trying to charge the open mic five hundred dollars and. Now that you know, like, let the community be the community. But at the same time, you know, still get paid for your feature, right? Um, um, but but in a community, the 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 money is supposed to recycle itself. Yes, it's supposed to flow like that, you know. So so people can be helped, healed, uh, you know made aware educated you know that that's almost like the black church back in the day that's the community the church right so so let that be what it's supposed to be and now that you have the knowledge of the industry you go tax the industry yes this is you like it's it's so reasonable 
that it doesn't make sense to people. Like, you know, good, wise things just don't make sense in everyday life because we're yeah. so busy caught up. And the idea that you could go to a major corporation and have them fund the community that they're getting money from anyway, places like Clorox, who's centered, like one of their headquarters is in Oakland, California, right? Um, you could easily go to them. People wash clothes every day with Clorox, right? Let's clean up the streets. Why don't you guys fund this event? You know, why don't you fund my honorarium? Oh, and by the way, I want you to pay for 50 students to come and attend my show or 50 people in reentry programs, whatever your initiative is um, in terms of the, the messaging behind your poetry. You don't have to go away from the community or the messaging that you want to give the community just because you branch out into industry. Mm hmm. Look at music. Rappers are not going to your, your local uh, boys and girls club. They're not going to, to even the local HOA mm -hmm. and saying, hey, we want to perform. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and if we take a look back when rap first started, it was a community. Right. It, it was all about the love. It was the inspiration, the motivation, the healing, the, uh, you know, helping the community. Right now, um, it took the forefathers or whoever those forefathers are, whether it's Russell Simmons or whoever else, um, they saw the importance of creating the rap industry right because they couldn't make the moves and live the life and uh the lifestyle of a full-time rapper without an industry so they had to build the rap industry you know so so they saw they saw how important it was in order for them to build what it what rap is now there has to be an industry. There are no careers in a community. Right, right. Only neighborhoods. That's it. And, and, and neighbors the only, don't pay each other. <laughs> and the only business that's happening in a community is somebody cutting your grass. Right. And that person's actually smart because they become an entrepreneur with a niche market in a target segmented area that has a high demand and a low supply. They've actually given you the model. If we did, if we did what the lawnmowers do, we would ball out. But everybody has to play their part. A big problem with us creating industry, unlike rap, is that for whatever reason, we have included into the fact that every poet plays a role. And not every role is to be the best rhymer or the best spoken word artist or to even be on stage. You might be an excellent poet who's really great with camera and maybe that's your specialty is shooting other poets is shooting that content mm -hmm. but having an ego that says i have to be in front when and i'm gonna step on toes your bars may not be the bars that'll get us worldwide renowned respect is it's nuanced and it's counterproductive to creating something that can uniformly help everybody mm -hmm. and and the way i know this to be true Look at Run DMC, right? Look at Rev. He he know bar for bar. He's maybe not, you know, all the way the illest. We're not going to say he's not ill. He's a legend. 
but he knows his role. He knew that film and speaking and motivating and empowering and, and being a father. You know, he knew he knew his strengths. Um, look at look at Jay-Z. Um, God did. He just dropped this five minute affirmation of overcoming black excellence, the opulence of turning struggle into success and disillusioning what it looks like to be an urban kid. And they're calling it poetry. I'm pretty sure somewhere in his mind, he knew that he wanted to have some accolades or some respect as a poet, but he knew his lane. He knew that I can't go from a street pharmacist to just now a world renowned motivational poet. Maybe a street rapper is gonna be my middle ground, right? Mm -hmm. And so just knowing how to use your strengths where you are. Um, Wall Street Trapper said it best, Play the hand that you're dealt, starting with what you know, invest in that part of the game, and then build from there. Mm. It, he was talking about money. I'm talking about mindset. Same ideology. Mm. Right? We just, we got to get out of our own way because the industry is where the success is. It's all about the mindset, period. Yeah. It, it's all about the mindset because when you shift your mindset, you'll see the importance of investing in yourself. You know what I mean? Like you, you'll like, that's why um, when a poet will ask you, know, how, how do I do more with my poetry? How do I, how do I create a career with my poetry? The first thing I share with them, is not, it's not about getting your bars up, you know, uh, you know, it is, it is getting your business in order because even in the rap industry, or just to say the music industry, um, there are so many talented artists that get taken advantage of because they don't have their, they didn't have their business in order. We we see all the documentaries all the time when they when they the first few years, sometimes their whole career they made no money. Look at Aretha. Aretha TLC, uh, just the list goes on. While making songs about change, sticking up for yourself, being empowered. Like, I need somebody today to feel like they feet so stepped on, they're going to turn all the way around and run in another direction. You yeah. can't be creating material where you're empowering people. You're on stage captivating whole audiences with words. No music, right? We do this with no music a lot of times. And as a poet, you're convincing people to believe in the power of your story, to change their lives, to be impacted. But yet you go home and you're not utilizing the power of your own words to change the trajectory of your life and your family's lives. That's a carnal sin. Mm -hmm. That's a carnal sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's it's just it's just key. You know, um, change your mindset, invest in yourself and take what you have been given, the gift that you've been given serious. That That is it in a nutshell your talent is going to talent like it's it's we know that you're talented and we wonder why our family our friends colleagues don't support us um well a lot of a lot of us or a lot of them are waiting for you to take it serious they waiting for you to do it first you, you think, oh, they're waiting for me to blow up. They're waiting for me to have free tickets. They're waiting for me to get on stage. They're waiting for you to believe it's possible. They're mm -hmm. waiting for you to be in action and alignment. They're waiting for you to be 
intentional. They're waiting for you to choose the season of learning you and where you are enough to say, this is also where I am not so that you can change some things in your life. It's not that people are not against you. You got to be for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm speaking from experience. They know your history. They know your history of hopping from one thing to the next. <laughs> you know, and and they're like, listen, I'm not calling so and so that I know. I'm not I'm not referring you. Uh, yeah, I'm not putting my name on you until you get your business in order, because you're not going to have me looking crazy. I pass you on to so-and-so from this company and they're asking you for, you know, this document, that document, you know, your press kit and, and you don't even have a photo of yourself. Terrible. You know, I, I put on events, artists, poets, send me a photo from their phone. Yep. What, a selfie on the street. <laughs> With the background still there. <laughs> I got to do all this work to make it look like something. When you could have a free Canva account, you could take a free Adobe class. You could go to Verizon Business Suite right now and you could enroll for free and you could take business courses, fundamentals. Well, you could be getting on the Poet Life Lives and doing the work. <laughs> you could get on Inspire Life and be doing the work for free. Yeah, yeah. But you're ready to make money to perform. Listen, folks, um, you know, this isn't this is not us yelling at you, screaming at you. <laughs> this this is us speaking passionately. Hope I hope that you get that. Please do. Don't this be is, offended. But if you are, us. at least just get different. If you get offended, then make change. Yeah. Yeah. Some, sometimes, you know, truth hurts. Um, but hopefully it hurts enough for you to change. Yes. Um, so it hurts less, you know what I mean? And so, so, and a lot of times you gotta, you gotta feel that you gotta feel that step on the toe so you can get a jolt of, Oh, I need to wake up. Yes. So hopefully that's what you're feeling. Um, and and because ultimately we we want and need you to win yes right in a in an in an industry that is in its infancy um we we need everyone to win right so so we're, we're not sitting here beating you up so you get scared and run away like hopefully this is making you stronger so you can then take it and run with it because if you win the entire industry wins that's the thing right like that's that's why we have no room for no room and no time for jealousy and envy of another poet right because when brandon leak won america's got talent you should have been celebrating because that means the powers that be in your area, they're not looking for Brandon Lee. 
they're looking for the Brandon League of their city. That's right. You know what I mean? And that's you. Yep. Right? Not, man, that should be me up there. No, it shouldn't. It should have been who it was. And you should be supporting that and be inspired to be ignited to spark greatness. Because the sky is not the limit. Whoever said that was a lie. How could the sky be the limit if there's multiverses? Your yeah. limit is your limit. And if you think limitless and you absorb poet life to be a wealthy life and an abundant life, you'll have your own stages and places and opportunities as well. Mm. I'm excited. I'm ex excited about this conversation, but I'm also excited about this partnership here. Um, if you all don't know, well, you wouldn't know because we didn't tell you. Um, uh, but Natrice and I, we are uh, sharing platforms. And so we're recording this, you know, today. And then uh, tomorrow I'll be on her platform uh, recording. What's the name of your podcast? The Inspired Life Podcast, Till Podcast with Natrice. I love it. I love it. I love the the consistent branding uh, <laughs> i can appreciate it and in the poet life and the inspired life i love it that's good stuff uh so we're going to cross promote as you can see so everything we're saying we're doing you know what i mean like i want her to win she wants me to win and so all right cool so how can we come together and do something dope cool you be on my podcast i'll be on yours we'll We'll, we'll release it the same week and I'll be talking about yours. You'll be talking about mine. We both win yep. not, and not compete, but collaborate. No. And he doesn't even know this y'all, but let me just let y'all know how, how your authenticity and collaboration can carry you. I've recently made some, um, some giveaway materials for people in my tribe and for newcomers. Um, I'm always looking to teach and give tools. And then of course I have some paid materials. And in both times, he's going to be highlighted. He's going to be listed as a resource, right? Because the poet life is an intricate part of where poetry needs to go. And I'm all for getting people connected to what will help them be their best, right? If we get out of the way of always wanting that dollar, you'll be walking in purpose and you can run into a million dollars much more easily than chasing every 50, 100 or a thousand dollars, y'all. Like we're working. I suggest you guys follow this movement, get in tune with the poet life, get on these lives, do this work. Because when it goes up and we got people jumping out the box with results, you want to be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That was the perfect way to kind of sum this up. Um, I don't really have to say too much after that. <laughs> um, let folks know. Let <laughs> folks know uh, what's happening at the uh, Inspired Life and um leave something with the people that they can chew off of and feed off of for some time well to let you know what's happening with us it's really short and sweet you can find us on all social platforms theinspiredlife.co you can also find me natrice.spicer and wherever i am you'll also find the brand we have a website feel free to hop into the lounge and get connected um, it is tillforever.org we also have the conference office going up on Patreon where we're going to be handling business and doing some work. So tap in, get this work, um, and let's do some things to help you be the better you. Um, and with that, what I want to say is you already have it.
Don't be fooled. You already have every single thing you need is inside of you. We've been taught often to become so much and to learn so much and to do so much that the biggest secret to success has been hidden from a lot of us, which is that you're meant to unravel. Unravel all of the things in the way of truly discovering who you are, where your gifts lie, where your weaknesses occur, and where your comfort zones and your kill kill zones can help you or hurt you. Figuring these things out is all about the mindset. If you do it in the mind, you can live it in the life, and you didn't come here to be mediocre. So tap into what's inside you, bring it out of you, and get to the life that you really want to have. I see you at the top. Beautiful. It's The Poet Life, folks. Check out thepoetlife.com. If you are looking to get your business in order, if you need to create your poetry business, I challenge you to do that. So go to poetry poetrybusinesschallenge.com. Once a month, we do a three-day workshop where we walk you through creating your poetry business. All right. Uh, after you become a poetry business owner, we welcome you to become uh, a, a member of the Poetry Business Network. All right. Um, but also, in order to offer more services as a poet, you need to gain more skills. So I encourage you to enroll at poetlifeuniversity.com. All right. So we're not just talking like we're, we're offering you the resources to also get that done and pursue your dreams as uh, a poet who does more with their poetry and or a poet who creates a career out of their poetry. I know some people are not looking to create a career. So that's why I always say do more with your poetry or create a career with your poetry. All right. So uh, if you have any other questions, shoot us a DM at The Poet Life and also follow Natrice Spicer. All of her social media is right there in front of your face, folks. Appreciate you all. It's been another awesome episode of The Poet Life podcast. If you have not already, please subscribe to Uh, wherever you're listening uh, to the audio, but also subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Poet Life. We appreciate y'all. Enjoy the rest of your week. We're out. Peace. Find a way. Find a way.